I'm excited. Matt Braun is in the house. Friend, he can't get rid of me. He's back on the show again. And we are going to be talking about Driven to Courage. I hope this is the peak, the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle. This is, I mean, this is it, man. <laughs> if I could, uh, if I can get on, are we still on, are we on Amplify, your mission? Just to get you back on, I have to change the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get on be like, oh, how many times? Three, two, one. Amplify your mission. Authors, coaches, speakers. This week is a shout out. They've actually wrote this as their for their review. Satisfied phone user. <laughs> so no name. But I want to give a shout out, and this review is five star. The thing I'm, I like most about Adam is that he practices what he preaches. I see him exhibit the lifestyle he talks about with himself, his business, and his family on a daily basis. When you listen to this podcast, you are getting great content and a snapshot into his life and his guests. And this shout actually does put his name into the review. Shout out to Raymond Lott, the Marine rapper. And he's a military musician. Now, Raymond, he's absolutely been smashing it, but he will be coming on the podcast at some point. Appreciate the review from the Marine Rapper. So again, if you want to shower like Raymond, just make sure you subscribe and review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Our next speaker is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and was even named one of the top 10 dads in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Please help me welcome to the stage, Adam Lewis Walker. On this episode, Matt is a two-times best-selling author, actor, producer, and host of the Top Chatting podcast, The Driven Entrepreneur. You've seen him all over morning television on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. He speaks at places like TEDx. We're going to talk about that as well. NASDAQ, yeah. the US Air Force Academy, which we're going to next week, which is going to be brilliant. And he's helped thousands of people all over the world take their life to the next level with their power of NLP. He's like a triple threat or more, I don't know, a quad threat, that doesn't really sound so good. So, Matt. A quad threat, that's me. <laughs> yes, Matt, are you ready to amplify your mission today? I mean, as long as I don't have to be a quad threat, I, I, I like the triple threat, I think <laughs> that works, but absolutely we're amplifying, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is, a, a, I think, a really timely topic we're talking about. You know, it's we've all been going through so much challenge and hard times and there's victories in there and there's grief and there's fear and there's been struggle and i feel like as a nation we're coming out of the end of it but at the same time how do we deal with what life is today compared to maybe what it was a few years ago i think a lot of people are noticing it's probably different 100 percent. and just to want to get back to the important things what would you call someone who's a, like a five threat what would you say that was that would that work for you? <laughs> a pent threat pent a threat a penta threat. Don't worry. I can cut out That's the a transformer, weird... I think. Yeah, there you go. Oh, we're going to, I mean, this is good. You're watching this on Facebook. So you can already start to see the, uh, I wouldn't say ridiculous background, but we got the rock in there. I'd never call him ridiculous. Listen, but I wouldn't what call else this we got in there. We, could have a, we have got transformers in there because I've been in that basement. Yeah, we have the matrix of leadership above me. If you're seeing this on video, we got the rock and the, and the championship. We got a few Star Wars helmets, uh, books. You know, you got to put the books in, obviously, because yeah. we're working on the third book right now. So that's they gotta be there gotta yeah, be there got at least two rocks back there as well so no no just why well, i got a mini like an action figure rock but this is actually uh this was a seminar gift i was running a seminar an event in california and wow. i was talking about how i grew up loving pro wrestling and how i think pro wrestlers have a really interesting performance art and i came back from a break and there was a two foot tall rock standing on my stage and to this day that was years ago i still have no idea who gave it to me where it came from 
but I know that I went with my son who you've met, obviously, and we, yeah. we were walking through the airport with rock in tow because he doesn't fit in the luggage. So we, <laughs> we had to get a seat for the rock on the airplane. Awesome. I'm, I'm so, all in. That's good. That's why it's good to put your weirdness out there because then it will come back and you're still trying to convert me to the wrestling thing. I'm still on the fence. I love the rock. So that's a start for sure. So talk to us about this book, Driven to Courage. Like you've got this interesting group of people. You've got like Olympians in there. I love an Olympian myself. But tell us a little bit about how this book came together and, and why. You know, it's interesting. This, so this is my third book and every book topic has been very different. I did a book on addictions uh, 14 years ago. Four years ago, I did a book for entrepreneurs called The Firebox Principle. And I had no intention to do a new book. But like a lot of people, as I was coming out of what I'd call the last couple of years of fog and haze and really upturning of life, uh, I saw my business had been upturned six ways to Sunday. Um, our life had been changing, you know, plans were one thing and then now there was something else. And, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good things that came out of it. There was a lot of unexpected things was probably the biggest. And when I sat down and thought, man, what is the one struggle that I feel like most people are still walking through. And it was really about how to deal with the unexpected. Um, when the unexpected hits, what do you do? And, you know, people, is it fight? Is it flight? Is it freeze? And I'm saying that I think it's time to actually deal with the unexpected purposefully, intentionally, and using some tools. And I put together some of my favorite tools, inspirational stories, because I'm really big on story-driven teaching. So every chapter is a story that exemplifies some character traits that we can lean into so we don't just get through the unexpected and go, whew, oh, that sucked. No, I'm going to get through the unexpected, and that's where the subtitle comes, how to deal with the unexpected, and come out stronger. Yeah. And it's all about how do you and your wife come out stronger together? How does your business come out stronger through the changes? And that, at that point, you know, whenever I have a book inside my heart somewhere, it's like, okay, now I know what the message is. This has to be shared. We got to let people know. I want to help people walk through and become stronger. Definitely. And you're someone who I think is really good at amplifying their message, their mission. You use obviously publishing, as you've mentioned there, in several different ways. You do speaking to a very high level and high standard and you organize events. You speak at great events. And like you were your background, you can listen to the original episode that I spoke to Matt. We go into all his origin story. I'll tag that. And on the podcast, I'll give you the exact episode number. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I know it's how do you get on TV? So again, that's something in Matt's skill set in terms of getting on TV. He's been on TEDx. I helped him get on TEDx. And yes, then obviously, yep, presenting on top stages. And so we can cover all of that. But when it comes to, you know, publishing, for example, the challenge of bringing different authors in. And, you know, I know that's a challenge, even if it's bringing in um, interviews for like your last book and if it was a podcast, but bringing in different authors, co-authors and bringing that together so it isn't just a mishmash. What are your thoughts around that? So it's a really, you know, a solid book and you don't get put in the bucket of, oh, this is just a, like a, a, a random kind of show notes type book, which I know we can all get like wrongly accused of that. <laughs> wrongly accused. This is not, this is not my, my place. Um, so really good question. You know, one of the things about books today is there's a lot of ways to do them and something that's become very prolific out in the world and the entrepreneur and coaching space is what we call multi-author books or collaborative mm -hmm. books now it's not anything really new you know mark victor hansen uh who wrote you know a blurb for the cover for the book and his uh, old partner jack canfield 
co-founders of Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Chicken Soup was one of the first big books that came out as a collaborative story-driven book. Uh, I think there were 83 or 87 stories from individual authors, and they said, hey, what is this all about? We want to tell inspiring stories that are like chicken soup for the soul. So what a great idea, right? And instead of saying, I need to write this whole thing, like I'm a cure for what ails you, what I believe if you're running a book like this, what was important for me is you talk about amplify your mission. There has to be a mission to amplify and the mission can change. So in this case, in this context, Adam, it's like this mission was okay right now in this season in life in the season on the planet, what is a mission that I have in my heart that I have in strategy and experience that I can share and help people with. And that mission was how to deal with the unexpected changes in life and business and how to grow stronger through them. You know that from going to the gym and, you know, working the muscles, like the tear down is actually the very first part of the growth. And without the tear, there's no growth. So the unexpected changes, that's what can actually make you stronger. So that's the mission. I was like, okay, how do we get this to people? Once the mission's clear, then you look at the amplification and there's a couple of ways to do it. So I thought I could just write a series of principles, but I thought, you know what? Um, I've had, you know, my podcast is you, you've been going longer than I have, but I think I'm four coming up on five years doing the driven entrepreneur show. Um, we're just dropping our 300th episode this coming Friday, which is really exciting. You know, yeah, I was going to say spoiler alert. I'm uh, doing an episode with Lola doing it with my wife. She's going to come oh, on as a special wow. guest. I've never, never been on Christina the show on this one. Well, she's never life. been on the show. <laughs> so in my time interviewing all the people, what happened is several people have stuck out as we built relationships with. And I thought back to their story and think, man, this person, you know, my friend Ruben Gonzalez, who actually became our main co-author is a four-time Olympian. And he was never supposed to go to the Olympics. And every time he trained, something was happening. I mean, you know, they're, they're working on a movie out of his life right Right now, he's like a real life Rudy in the Olympics. Uh, it's, he's got an incredible story. I thought, wow, he's he, he's courage personified. He is how to deal with when your dreams fall flat and you get back on the horse and go again, personified. So I'm like, I want to have Ruben's story in the book. And then let's pull a lesson from that. So that's really how the idea of bringing in other authors came about. So we have 13 plus Ruben and myself, unique authors with stories that inspire and in stories that are teaching. We have a Paralympian in here who has an incredible story of, you know, waking up paralyzed. Um, and, you know, he went to the Paralympics on, as a hand cyclist. We have a, a guy who was a drunk and overweight on the couch, turned seven, now eight-time Ironman in his 50s. And, you know, you have and story after story. We have stories of loss and, and, and children and families. And I thought it was so much more powerful, Adam, to have multiple voices with different aspects of life, different parts of things. And they all have a story of overcoming unexpected challenges, past, present, family, business, growing up. We hit it from all different angles and all of them come away with a lesson that you can apply in your life today. Awesome. And yes, for those listening, I obviously you didn't just throw this together. This has been a good few years in the making because I remember hearing about this and how it's evolved over the last few years. And definitely, and I completely agree. And Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul, how to sell half a billion books was our launch episode for Awaken Your no, Awaken Your <laughs> Amplify Your Mission. I'm so stuck in. Oh, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, just yeah, a few episodes guy. back. So definitely go and check that out as well. And we're, I'll put all the links net down in the uh, not in the show notes, but I'll put the links down below the video. If you have, if you mention anything that you want to hear about more from Matt or from me, or links to anything we mention, I'll put them links down below if you ask the question. 
Okay, so I was well. Last time you came on, we talked specifically, we had our focus of, okay, we're going to talk about how to get on TV. So we've covered that. We're talking about publishing a little bit here, but I don't want to miss what I think is your absolute area of genius when it comes to speaker training and amplifying your mission with putting the NLP, the years of NLP um, training and, and like obviously running seminars, having a whole huge business, bringing that edge into a very practical, functional way for speakers to just amplify and just that, that fine tune that you don't see everywhere. So I want to touch on, if you could tell us briefly, and I know you're good at this, the short version of why you're a bit of an NLP ledge to then bring it into the speaking world. And then some tips for people who are, you know, they speak, they're reasonable or they're good. What are some of the you kind of like your high level stuff to really amplify and so you can see the difference between a good speaker and a great speaker? Yeah, you know, I think the, I, I'm a big fan, Adam, as you probably know, of, of frames and perspectives and saying, where do we start this conversation? And I think the most important place to start that conversation is if you're if you have a mission, if you're running a business, uh, either or the question is, what is it you're amplifying? I talked about, you know, getting clear on the mission first. And when it comes to speaking, I'm always thinking, OK. Do you, why do I even need to speak in the first place? Is that necessary? Um, I believe that when you have a face and a story to the mission, it hits 10 times easily with impact and with reach. People want to share and so forth. There has to be a face. There has to be a, a story to it. You know, I think about uh, legendary brands like Tom's Shoes, right? When Blake Mikowski started Tom's Shoes, he started it with the story of going to Argentina, visiting the villages, seeing unsanitary conditions and kids didn't have shoes. And he thought, well, gee whiz, I could start a nonprofit like everybody else. Nothing wrong with that. Or I could start a shoe company. And the more we grow, the more kids get shoes. And that's the story of Tom's shoes. Really simple. I was going to say the power is just in the simplicity, because if that's you don't it. catch much, you just they're just trying to teach one concept, one clear thing. And you just it's very memorable. It's simple. Yeah. And it was one of the it was one of the first for profit with a massive um, philanthropist, if I can say that word correctly, uh, Benz. It was <laughs> like that was the purpose of the business, but it's still a for profit business. Um, but, you know, starting with this is the story. So if you if you're looking at your mission and you look at your business, you look at your nonprofit, you look at your church, you look at your whatever it is. And I think, OK, number one, does it matter? Does it have to get out? If it does speaking like you don't need to be a public speaker, quote unquote, but you do at some point, someone has to be the face of this story. Someone has to be the face of this movement. And if not you, then who? And it could be someone else, right? You could have places where there's partnerships and there's one person who becomes the face, right? You look at Steve Jobs and Wozniak. It was a really clear early on partnership of Jobs is going to be the face. Wozniak's going to go into the lab underground and, and work on the motherboards. And that is okay but imagine Apple with no Steve Jobs. Imagine Richard Branson with, or Virgin with no Richard Branson. And imagine Tesla with no Elon Musk. Um, it's just, it's a whole different thing. So first is you're the face, you're the voice. And if you're the face and voice, then is it time to amplify that by getting out and sharing? But what do you share? And I think that might be the next place we'd go, right? Yeah, 100%. So, and, and I, obviously I, I'm into my TED Talks and short talks and yes, 10 minutes. Are. And I know... You do, um, you know, do some great things in terms of people getting their people to get their origin story down to like four or five minutes, which is a part of your best. At the most, yeah. It's a real challenge. And I would just put out that a challenge for absolutely everyone on the planet, no matter how good of a speaker you are, to do it well. Obviously, we can all just say a short sentence. Then it's. But what are your thoughts for someone um, around getting their origin story down to like three minutes, two minutes, even one minute? Um, and there's something that I that you said that. 
I really like. So if you don't mention it in this bit, I will remind you. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, remind me of what I'm not sure what it is. But um, so let's define the origin story. I call it the origin story because every time you fall in love with a superhero, we know that they have an origin story. They were a normal person. Something, and this is classic hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. This is, you know, goes back to the dawn of time, really. We've been telling stories on the campfire forever. That's how we pass things down. But the elements that make a story impactful and make people feel is there's always a normal. There's always a character who wants something, right? And, and overcomes obstacles to get it and is forever changed in the process. So when you realize in your mission that, okay, let's make this story, right? What is the origin story? Well, you're the hero. You have to be the hero. Um, and you, there was something that was normal, something changed and you can't go back. Something changed and now I can't go back. And now life is not the same again. But because of that, now I do the thing that I do. Yeah, it's like, and why are you doing this? That's what people are so interested in. And it just, it kind of clicks when you're listening to someone speak about it. And then you're like, oh, that's why you're doing this. That's why you're here now speaking to me in this way. Yeah, but it blows my mind when, when people don't think, like how many times have you heard, both of us have heard our clients and they come with like, well, here's my story. I went through this challenge, but then today I'm a financial planner. So I don't understand why that's relevant. Yeah, that's all I'm I haven't is, got much experience. So I, I, you know, it's that imposter syndrome as well. Like, I don't know if I can share this. And you're like, what? I, like your background is having that outside perspective. You're like, oh my goodness. Like that has uniquely positioned you to deliver this message like no one else can. And the thing that you said that I really love because people can get hooked up and held up on the details of, oh no, but this, it didn't happen. In, this happened the week after or the day oh, after, right. or this was later in the day and going through these details. And I like, I know we both love our movies. We have our man movie nights, but I love it when you, the best movies are based on a true story. That's they, right. You know, or it's based not a documentary. And, yeah, it's, that was it's the thing movie that really, based on a true story. Yeah, really un unlock something for me because it's in your own mind. You, you obviously, you were there you know all the details and you're trying to be authentic and you want to be completely transparent and true. So you're just getting bogged down in the details. And so, but that it, happened it, five it, minutes yeah. later. And yeah. And, and then it becomes a, what I say is, are you going to tell and recount a series of events or are you going to tell a story? Mm -hmm. The story actually has a bit of a formula to it. And here's the easy thing. Do you leave things out? Yeah. I might not talk about the second marriage or I might not talk about my mom right. or whatever, but think about how many details you leave out of every story. Did you tell about how you had the sandwich for lunch? Did you tell about your trip to the bathroom? Did you tell about, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so many details we decide to leave out. Why? Because they're not relevant to the story and the impact. So what I really recommend doing, and I teach and coach our clients to do is to look at the series of events, but then map out what's my little story arc. What's the actual story? Who's the character? What was normal? What changed? What did I have to do, become, learn, let go of? What did I want? What did I want to, again, create or what did I want to stop? And then now, what is the victory? And that's one of the most important parts, Adam, in the origin story, especially like we have some stories in the book in Driven to Courage that, I mean, they will, there will not be a dry eye, I promise you. We've been sending out the, the pre-releases and man, and I don't, I don't want to give away, uh, Jennifer Joss has a fabulous story. Uh, Jennifer went through an unbelievable loss you'd never expect. I mean, it's, it's definitely the stuff of movies. And when she walks to the other side, it's, it's really easy to accidentally tell that story as a tragedy story because there was a lot of tragedy, loss of family uh, and, and trauma and so much. But what we need to be really careful about what Jennifer does such a great job in her chapter writing is the story starts in tragedy. 
And there's the growth and the struggle and the challenge and all of it was unexpected. It was completely crazy. But now the question is, who does this character need to become? Who did she step into? What does the victory look like for her future that she's be able to live in? So it's not about, is it a tragedy? Is it a comedy? I think all good movies are a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's, you know, if it's particularly, uh, you know, a tragic or very deep subject and you get into it, sometimes the audience just, just needs that little comic relief, just that little pressure valve to come off in the right because place. Because that reflects done, yeah. life. Yeah. Because how many times you're in something that's deeply traumatic and what else can you do? But sometimes you just go, I got to make it. I've been in the hospital, my brother in the ICU, and I'm making a weird joke about something because you got to laugh. And yeah. That's real life. So when you tell a story, even if it's really serious, we have laughter in there. We have tears in there. Perhaps we have inspiration in there. And most importantly, in my opinion, I think the human story ends in victory. That's my personal yeah. belief. And I think every story should lead towards the victory that's in the story, the victory in your future. 100%. I'm talking about sort of, you know, does this this detail or does it help your story arc and does it support what you're trying to communicate? One thing I thought was uh, really useful in a way to look at it again, back to the movie analogy, because it's like when a director does a film that is just awesome, like so good, and they're like, this is perfect, but it's three hours long. So the studio comes in and like, hey, I get it's awesome. You need to cut an hour. And that is brutal. But then you th you're thankful that they've done that you know, down the line, the geeks, the fans of the film can then go and find the director's cut. And, it, you know, you can always give a longer origin story. But if you had to be pressed down, so it's not necessarily a case of cutting out stuff that's not good enough. It, you have to be ruthless because you may have, you know, a killer origin story that's 10, 15 minutes long. But you're going to you're just going to have to cut out stuff that is not essential to moving the story arc forwards or communicating what you need. So I think that was when I heard it put like that in terms of you're going to cut great stuff out but it's it's always remember with the end in in mind you're trying to communicate an effective short explanation origin story so someone doesn't fall asleep yeah that's correct and, and you know what, what the directors are doing a good one they're going to look at again the, the points of the story arc mm -hmm. and make sure those stay intact now sometimes you'll be on one point like you're in conflict and you're fighting the demon and okay, well, how are we doing this? What does that look like? Now in there, there might be several scenes and you can look and go, okay, out of these seven scenes, yeah, that one in the kitchen, like it adds something to it, but if it got stripped away, would the story arc stay intact? And that's a question I ask about, I get actually a quick little exercise if you want to try it out. It's pretty easy to do mm -hmm. um, for if you need to, if you have a story and you want to cut your story down, the way to do it is break it into just three parts. And this is way too simple, but it works really well. So it's what was life like, what happened, and what happened slash who did I have to become, and then it's what's it like today. Yeah. So it's kind of one, two, three. And the idea is if you have a 10-minute story, you just talk about what it was like and all the stuff, and then you start talking about what happened. Well, once you get that out, you might have, if you wrote it down, you might have 10 paragraphs. Well, now do it again, but use less words. So now try to get one paragraph. What was it like? Another paragraph. What happened? Who did I become? And then another paragraph of what is it like now? What's the moral? What's the victory? Once you've done that, what if you had to cut it down to three sentences? And the neat thing is when you get it like that, you understand, okay, now I have an accordion story mm -hmm. right, where I can compact it. I could tell my story in 30 seconds. Here, here's my story in 30 seconds. I'm five years old. I'm standing behind a big oak tree my first day of kindergarten. 
And I looked at all these kids playing and thought, man, I don't belong. I don't fit in. And in that moment, I know I have a fatal flaw. I'm not like other kids. And that feeling stayed with me all through school, all through high school. And it never went away. I always felt like I was on the outside looking in. The first time I ever felt like I was on the inside and I was supposed to be there was at 22 when I started my first business. And for the first time in my life, it was like, Adam, I'm the one that was creating a vision. I'm the one that threw the party and people wanted to come and be a part of it. And I say 20 years ago, entrepreneurship saved my life. It gave me my life back. It gave me purpose. And that's why I'm so passionate about entrepreneurs, helping them, coaching them, building it up, because you guys are the life changers. You're the world changers. So that's a long slash short version, 30 seconds or so of what my story would be. Now, could I do that longer? Yeah. Could I add more details? Yeah. Could I talk about the bully on the playground? Sure. But it's not necessarily necessary. Yeah. So if you get the structure and you keep the arc, the details become extra. Yeah. And yeah, like you can customize it to the audience, the length of time you got. But yeah, I think going shorter is, is such a challenge, but it's so refreshing to get that clarity and knowing when you get put on the spot, you know the priorities to lead with, but you can always, as you say, accordion it up. Well, I'm just looking at the time. I knew this would happen with us. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so how can people find out more? Again, this podcast will be out probably in a, a few weeks, but if someone's watching this now, how can they find out about the book? Go and order it. It's on pre-order now. Tell us a little bit about that and the best way to connect with you. Thank you, brother. You know, it is on right now through July 15th of this year uh, on pre-sale. And we did a huge bundle for pre-sale. Go to driventocourage.com. And we just, I wanted to make it so silly that, you know, the book's 20 bucks, right? It's about what a book costs. Uh, but when you go get the book, you get the physical book. We also threw in the ebook. We also throw in the audio book. We also throw in two tickets to a live breakthrough seminar called Success Revolution. We also, every author actually contributed a major gift to us that they sell somewhere else. And they got all these gifts together. It's worth a couple thousand dollars, these gifts. So if you do the pre-sale for the books, 20 bucks, driven to courage.com, you get thousands in this massive pre-sale bundle. Basically, we're ethically bribing you to help us with the pre-sale and the launch and the bestseller and all that stuff that you got to do when you do a book, right? Um, if you do it after July 15th, there'll still be a couple cool little bonuses in there for you. It's definitely going to be way worth way more than the value that you'll pay for it. Um, so head over to drivenacourage.com. You get the book, you get my five-step formula. It's a blueprint of exactly how to deal with the unexpected and come out stronger. Plus you hear stories from four-time Olympian Ruben Gonzalez, 13 other inspirational stories, tales, and teachings that are going to help you take your life back and really take control of your future. Awesome. Well, we've yeah. absolutely flown through this. So it's been a pleasure. I will see you next week, my friend. And uh, for anyone else who's interested in another aspect, you can go back and listen to how to get on TV from Matt on the podcast. And also, I'm going to now do a shorter interview with Matt about how he got his TEDx talk, all the details about that, another platform to amplify your message. Um, but apart from that, thank you for listening, guys. If you saw this live, I leave your comments. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And Matt, you stay there. But everyone else, we will see you later. Talk Accelerator, literally like 20 minutes. All about your TED talk. Oh, we'll do that today? Okay, great. Yeah, double bubble. I just split the screen. Man, why not? Like, That'll be probably a lot of fun. fun. Okay, so this week on the Talk Accelerator podcast and show, we have Matt Brawner on the line. Now, he is a TEDx speaker. He's an experienced speaker, an NLP master, and he knows what it takes to get your ideas out there. Matt is a client as well. So we're going to dig into what it took to get on the TEDx stage, how the experience was, things he learned, things he would have done better, 
things he absolutely smashed. Just really dig into the details of his TEDx experience. Start with this one, Adam. So I've known you for a few years now. We've become really close friends, client as well. I've been professionally speaking and put on hundreds and hundreds of multi-day seminars and events of my own, spoken thousands of times. And a TEDx talk kind of eluded me. You know, I had someone asked here and there randomly over the years, but nothing ever came together. And in the back of my mind, I thought, man, that would be the feather on the cap. I'd really love to share an idea we're sharing and get the TED Talk. So meeting you, it happened within like a month. So that was good. <laughs> um, I was going to say, then, I mean, I'm yeah. genuinely curious about this. Like you say, you're very experienced. Why, why did you work with me? Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. And obviously, we, we obviously really get on well and it, and it went very well. But like what, what initially, if you think back to the, like you say, you've been after a TEDx for a while, you, you know, you're more than capable of giving one, but it just hadn't happened. What, what kind of attracted you to, you know, take the plunge with me? Well, it's the same as after understanding the difference, having done it as well. The biggest thing is that a TEDx talk is different than any other talk. Um, I do a lot of talks that are either a paid talk or a talk that I sponsor an event because I'm looking for clients or I do a free talk. There's different kinds of, you know, presentations you give. A TED Talk is not the same as any of those. There's something unique and different about it. So as an example, none of my, like my quote unquote signature talks that I give on a regular basis really fit as a TED Talk. Because as you said, a TED Talk is, is an, one, an idea worth sharing. So you're, and when I watched you, I'm like, okay, well, you've done, you know, the, the TED Talks, you have done it yourself. You have a whole system for it. You've laid out everything from how to come up with the right idea to finding the right place, et cetera. So I just thought, okay, if you got, if you got a system, I'm just going to plug into a system and I'm a big systems guy. Um, yeah. I've created my own systems for certain results and things, you know, you created a TED system. So that was the big reason is plus, of course, you're authentic, you're fun, uh, you're real, you are honest, all those things were like, okay, good, there's because there are people in the world that teach, I guess, TED Talks, whatever that looks like. Um, but you have the system, you have the results, and you have the authenticity. So I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm in. Let's, let's finally get on the stage. And again, proofs in the pudding within a month or a few weeks or something of like doing even a first session, it was like, oh, boom, here it is. Here's the title. Here's the opportunity. I get plugged in and booked. You want a TED Talk and you care about the outcome, then you need to do what it takes to get the outcome, taking the actions and doing your own actions, a lot of them in the wrong direction or with the wrong intention, not knowing it is a mistake. So you need someone in your corner, no matter what, you got to have someone to walk with you. That's hundred percent the best way to do it. And Adam, I think you're one of the best people to be able to walk through this process with, again, because of the reasons I said in the beginning. Um, I've been teaching people public speaking for 15 years. Um, very good at what I do, and I don't do what you do. So grateful for you. And everyone else should be too. Attention, authors, coaches, speakers. Make sure to join our Amplify Your Mission community on Facebook. Thank you for your cooperation. System shutdown in three, two, one.